tell. Hello. Use the false loop. Mr. John Marshall. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up now? Spider friends, go for it. Transform and roll out. And I'll form the head. That's what she said. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerd Me Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, today we're making a mixtape. Oh, how fun. What a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> I posted that on Instagram. How cool is that? What? what? <laughs> Stars are aligning. Or maybe that was just our master plan the whole time. For, for the youngins, Jonathan, can you explain what a mixtape is? Yes, a mixtape is what the youngins would nowadays call a playlist. <laughs> yeah, right. It's exactly um, what it is, yeah. Except they involved a lot more time and energy. <laughs> right. um, yeah, so we would take blank cassette tapes, and we would usually have to wait by the radio for a particular song we like to play to record it. Um, or if we owned – man, I'm just thinking about that. It's very complicated. If you already owned like the album, but you just wanted one, one or two songs from the album to put onto your mixtape, you would have to have a double cassette recorder, right? Oh, yes, yes. One to play and one to record. And, um, yeah, you can make your mixtape that way. And usually you would make your mixtapes depending on your moods. Uh, it was a good way to to woo a girl back in the day. Mm-hmm. It was a mixtape. Um, yeah, so uh, there were a lot of reasons. Or you just, you know, take you – know, we didn't have the benefit of iTunes, so we could just buy one song off an album. If you liked one or two songs, you'd have to buy the whole album – and more more times than not, the whole album was crap except for the one or two songs you liked. So you would maybe pull them off and put them onto a mixtape and just make a mix of your favorite songs. You know what pissed me off was because you know back in the day, you know if we wanted a song off a record album, you'd have to, you know, run the record and play the audio tape. And every time I do it, like if I was making a mix, my brother would come in the room and just jump on the floor just to skip the record, and you had to start the whole thing all over again. Yeah. It was it was fisticuffs. It's funny. Now, do you remember the first song that you recorded off the radio? No. I do. What was it? It was Blondie, Heart of Glass. Oh, okay. Yes, because I remember in that song, it was a little controversial, because doesn't she say the word ass in it, too? Uh, Maybe. Maybe. And I remember we just played it, you know, we recorded it, we played it, played it on the tape, played it back, rewind, press play, back and forth. And Now, is we, that why you recorded it? Because you wanted to hear the word ass? Well, yeah, it was really exciting. <laughs> like, when you heard that word, like, oh my god, look what was on the radio, she said the word ass. And then I remember my friend said, no, 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 she said glass. And, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so that that was like the first thing that I, that I did. And obviously after that, it was, like you said, trying to either record off the radio or off another tape or, or off a, a record album but you said like uh to woo a girl so so basically right you would make a mixtape and give it to someone now, now, did you do something like that did you make a tape for somebody uh i'm sure i made one or two in my in my younger days oh sure. that's cute yeah. <laughs> i think the I last think, I, I wonder i wonder if it still works though i wonder if like if a boy can just text a Spotify playlist to a girl and be like, "This all reminds you of you." <laughs> I wonder if that. Oh, works I see what you mean. Right, right. But uh-huh. I'm, th- I'm going to say I'm going to say it probably doesn't because I think a girl appreciated the time, you know, because they knew what the time and effort it took it to make a mixtape. So I think they appreciated that you took the time. I mean, you would literally have to sit in your bedroom, 
usually on the floor with two recorders or, or one double <laughs> recording machine and you're switching out tapes and if you screw something, I mean, a lot of times you, you would say something in between the songs like, oh, this reminds me of the time we, we went to the carnival and I spilled, you know, soda on you and then click. <laughs> you know, you play the song like that. You know, the little intros and outro, outros you would do for each song. Yeah, you know, I was when I was given a mixtape. I, I, if I had to think back, like the last one, I was actually in college, and a girl gave me a mixtape. And I'm not gonna lie, it actually meant a lot to me. Like, oh, like she she thought about it, and then and then you'd have to like listen to the songs and try to figure out, like, oh, what was she like? Does she think of me like this? Like, you know, was it like, does she think like a lot of me or is she in love with me? Or does she kind of like me? Just depending on the, on the songs that were used on that, on that mixtape really yeah. like sent a big message. Now I, I, I had a mixtape I used a lot in college. It was a romantic one. It was one I made myself, but I remember freshman year, I listened to it all the time. At least that first half of freshman year, oh. I had my Walkman on all the time. And I'm, I can't remember any songs that were on that mixtape now. Um, not one no you know it's in my mom's basement somewhere <laughs> um i'd have to find i can't remember any song i, I got I'd ha, if i saw like a top 100 list of the popular songs in 1990 when i went to college i could probably pick some out um but yeah i, I remember listening to that song all the time you, you made oh, that tape, I mean. yeah i don't know if that can be done today or, or to be as effective as it was you know w- when we were younger yeah, you're right. Cause like, what, what is With a playlist? playlist right? Yeah, it's it's so effortless, and it, I don't know if that really holds as much as I, I don't know what else would be comparable. To tell you the truth, what would be comp- what would be comparable to that? I guess you couldn't. I guess I don't know. I don't know what the, what it would be like. No, I, don't, I mean I don't know either. It's tagging it's someone on Instagram. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah, and, and the funny thing is, I read recently that you know, re- maybe within the past ten years, maybe a little longer, um, albums, record albums, have been making a comeback. They've become a niche thing, you know. Oh yeah. Um, but now even cassettes are making a comeback. You're kidding me. Oh yeah, because they like the they like how they like that it's chewed up. Well, they like how it's not permanent, how it's finite. I guess, like how it huh. can be destroyed, how you can't have it forever. Oh, that's interesting. Which is kind of weird because I have a basement full of them. Well, my mom has a basement full of cassettes. Are you, so are you saying, have you seen cassette tapes being sold now? Yeah, and um, oh, well, they, wow. they usually go, to, they, usually the kids will get them consignment, but my friend, um, my friend just recently, maybe within the past two years, bought a, bought a cassette Walkman for his daughter. I was like, get what? I'm like, first of all, how are we going to find one? And Target <laughs> sold them. I thought it'd be hard to find one, but we just Googled it and Targets was selling them. They don't have wow. one brand. It was, I mean, do you remember back in the day, there'd be like a showcase of them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like so many different walk, Walkmans. But no, they had, Target had one on a blister pack and uh, she loved it. Holy crap. And she was going on eBay and buying cassettes. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, it's weird. Well, you're right. There is something about actually having something physical. I, I think I would compare it to. I guess the comic book versus like digital comic books, having right. that tangible thing in your hands of owning it or something, I, I think just has more meaning to me than just owning the digital copy. It's like if I own a digital copy, it's like it's not really mine for some reason. It has that weird thing in my head. Like I have to physically have it in my hands. Right. Yeah, it's, it's weird. <clears throat> no, because, you know, one little thing and it could be erased or whatever. And... 
Hmm. Or that's, Apple, Apple could just decide to take it away from you. you that's know? that's a wow! I never thought of it that way. That it's it's vulnerable. Oh yeah. Well, that's 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 deep. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> well, let's start with. So, yeah. So basically, I, I posted something on Instagram. What well, we did, uh, it was just called "Let's Make a Mixtape" at an '80s song that you like, and this one totally exploded. I was I was really happy and surprised about how many people just felt really connected to something like this and music tends to do that huh i mean it really for a time period it really connects you in some deep way that i think maybe music doesn't do as much anymore i'm not sure anymore what it's like well music popular music is so what's what's the word um manufactured now Ooh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm not one of those guys that oh, pop music sucks. Because look, I like, I'll listen to a good Taylor Swift song. I have no problem with that. Right. Um, but uh, it is very much more manufactured than it was back in the day. Even, I, I think, you know, we grew up in the explosion of rap and then gangster rap, mm-hmm. and I think, I think it exploded and and heavy metal and death metal and I think all of that exploded because it was different from the norm. Um, but even that is manufactured now. Like you listen to, to rap, like I don't even know what's considered rap nowadays. You know, I think you and I had this discussion on one of our other music episodes about like what's what's rock and roll now. Like what is a rock and roll band? Mm. Like, and I could name like the the, early, the most recent rock and roll band I could think of is maybe Foo Fighters, and they're over twenty years old at this point. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're um, right. You know, so I don't know who's. I think maybe the Killers, but even they're a little bit. Oh, well, they've been around for a while, right? Post rock, yeah, yeah, they've been around a long time too. But so I don't know. I mean, granted, I don't listen to a lot of popular music anymore like I used to. Um, yeah, so it it almost seems years. like the genre of, of rock and roll, you know, whatever that was like when we grew up, is is not the thing anymore today. So maybe that's why you don't see those kind of bands. You're right. You don't see a lot of bands anymore. You know, you just see a lot of these singers and stuff like that, and yeah. a lot of them aren't writing those songs anymore. I think that's why when someone like Lady Gaga comes around, who plays her own instruments, who writes her own songs, um, I think people are, are very impressed with that. And Taylor Swift too. I think she writes her own songs and, and plays her own instruments. But uh, a lot of these other bands are very manufactured and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean. I'm not putting down. I mean, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm putting down the music. I'm not trying to put it down. I'm just saying it's it's very different than what we grew up with. And and to be fair, the stuff in the '80s was very different than what my older brothers grew up with in the '70s. It wasn't Led Zeppelin. It wasn't the Who. You know. Oh yeah. It wasn't these Leonard Skinner. You know, it was a different kind of rock and roll that I grew up with, and my even my brothers did ten years earlier. So. Oh yeah, I, I remember when I was when I was a kid. I just remember my my parents just hating the Beatles. You know, like oh that's just garbage. You know, and that that was their thing and then my dad would put on his radio station and say now this is music and i would look at him like oh god that's terrible <laughs> you know but it's it's funny how how some music does maybe in time soften things because i went on a family vacation and uh acdc came on like overhead and i can like you know we're just having lunch i look over to my mom and she was kind of like you know you know feeling the rhythm like that is hilarious you know, like back yeah. there was a time where ACDC was considered a uh, taboo. Devil music. Devil music. Yeah. And here's I look at my mom's like, oh hey, my mom's digging ACDC. And ACDC is, is probably like one of those bands where you see it in you hear it in movies and commercials, and it's <laughs> it became a very marketable marketable group. Yeah. So it, it's yeah, kind of I mean, it, it's years. you know, I mean, I still go to concerts today, but it's it's really you know, um, Bruce Springsteen, Bon Jovi. They were probably the last two concerts I went to, and. Uh, you know, I 
it's weird to look around because I've been seeing these guys since you know I was a kid, and we're all just everybody's old now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like how this doesn't make sense. Like because they're playing the music of my youth, but I'm looking around and everybody's so much older, and it's, it's just a weird, it's a weird vibe sometimes. I mean, they bring their kids and stuff like that. Thank God. That's why they're still popular. It's all that U2 and all that. And yeah, but you know that's that's it's good music and it transcends because. You know, I know people that don't like Springsteen, and you don't have to like them, especially as much as I do. But you, you can say I don't like Bruce Springsteen, but you can't say Bruce Springsteen sucks. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there's two different meanings in that thing because the guy transcends generations, and not just him, obviously, but you two and you know Run DMC when they tour, and and uh, even the ACDC, they're still selling out all over the place. You know, so yeah, it's great. Or they were until didn't they kick out their singer recently? Oh, he had issues, and the brother uh, recently passed away also. Oh, okay. Yeah, Malcolm. So, but Van Halen, they still tour, I think. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it depends on who their singer is. Sometimes they like David Lee, sometimes they don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, just, just make music, you know? Just just freaking make music. Okay, so yeah. our, the, our our first recommend is from Steve Sear. And no, he, wait a minute. Did you have any rules? I'm sorry. No, the only rule had was the 80s? it had to be 80s. And okay. don't repeat each other. <laughs> I don't want people oh, writing okay. the same thing. So that's basically it. And everyone's stuck by the rules. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they did a good job. I was I was flabbergasted. It, it was like it was just popping up song after song. And I was quite impressed. They're all pretty decent songs. So top of the list, we have Steve Sear on Instagram. He writes, Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Poor guy, Rick Astley. I, I gotta say. I, I, I think that the song's catchy, but boy, like when they did that little, what, the you, Rick roll, the Rick roll, I felt really bad for him because he's a really good singer. Well, the, the funny thing is, it was such a random choice. It's not like they purposely; they just wanted to, you know, like prank somebody. So they just chose that song. It wasn't like, oh, let's screw Rick Astley. Yeah, and it just became the same. You know, so funny. My my niece recently Rick rolled me. Um, <laughs> did she, she really? Yeah, she had she got a pair of the um, the wireless headphones that Apple sells now. What are they called? I don't know, Air Air Airbuds Airpo- or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. called? AirPods. Yeah, Air- AirPods. AirPods. That's a feeble dog that plays basketball. <laughs> um, yeah, the AirPods. So she got them for Christmas, and I was I was like two days after Christmas, I was hanging out, and I was like, oh, let me try them. So I was listening to my music on it, but since it's Bluetooth, she 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 hijacked the Bluetooth connection with her iPhone. Oh. And started playing "Never Gonna Give You Up." <laughs> so I'm in the middle of my song, listening to my music, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like quiet for like a, a second. Right. Like, what? like I'm looking at my I'm looking at my iPhone. I'm like, what's going on with my iPhone? And all of a sudden, Rick Astley's playing in my ear. I was like, what's going? She was like three rooms away. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, wait, wait, how old is she? She's 15. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, she was laughing. I was like, oh, you got me, girl. It's good. Um, but yeah, I, it's a good song. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. <laughs> good tune, man. It is um, a good tune. Yeah. What was the other one he had? He had like two major ones. Uh, Cry for help. I like that one actually. I don't know that one. Cry for uh, help. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, together forever. That's a, that was a popular one. That's it. Together forever and never too far. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has. He actually has a All decent right. voice. All right, so because let me ask you this. Yeah. Now these are suggestions. This isn't our official, our official nerdy me mixtape. So because of the overplaying, because of it being turned into a joke, do you put it on the official nerdy me mixtape? 
Do I? Like, if you mean if you and I made a mixtape? We were making a physical mixtape, yeah. Okay. You have to agree. Okay, okay. I, I, ugh. Okay, you know what? Because Rick Astley was a big thing back in the day, I would put him on it. I personally would just use a different song, that's all. Okay. Well, I would have to say be together forever because that's the only other song I know from him. <laughs> uh, Cry for Help is good. Yeah, see? It's good. I don't know. Was it popular? Uh... Or is it, did you have the album? Is this, is this what we're finding out here? Do you have the Rick the Astley album? album? Mm, I don't believe so. No, I would say Maybe. negative. All right, because I never heard a cry for help. Okay, I'm gonna have to, I'll, I'll cue it up for you. Maybe it was one of your mixtapes that wouldn't. It, it, it's more of a, a ballad, that song. Okay. So, yeah, I would pick that one. But yeah, Rick Astley, sure. if, you, if you had to say 80s, he was a big name in the 80s. Yeah. All right, so we agree that Rick Astley goes on the official tape, just not never going to give you up. <laughs> right. All right, I that's guess. a nice compliment. Yeah, there you go. Okay, next we have Intergalactic NYC, Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Now this is on the. This has got to be on the mixtape. Well, this is like on everybody's workout tape too. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Who doesn't hear this song and it feels like they have to beat up a slab of meat? <laughs> or a punching bag, if you know what I mean. Or, or or run on the beach. Or run on the beach. Or run up the stairs, you know? Um, yeah, I the Tiger by Survivor. They pretty much made their living off of Rocky movies. It, yes, uh, yes, absolutely. Cause they, well, they had one in another Rocky movie. Did they have a song in Vision Quest when we did when we talked about the Vision Quest soundtrack? Uh, you know what they may have? And I, I think when you told me... That it was them, I didn't believe. Like, I didn't know it was Survivor. But you're, you're, I think you're right about that. That they may have had something. Eye of the Tiger. Hmm. I mean, come on. Rocky's very cult. It's very 80. It, it, right, it, it, it's one? associated with Mr. T. It's when is Rocky this, pairs up uh, with the Rocky Creed. Three, right? Yeah. 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 Much better than Rocky Two, in my opinion. So, this is this is a badass movie. Rocky loses. Well, I was I was about to talk crap about a uh, Survivor. What? Why? But I'm, I'm, I was about to talk crap about Survivor oh. about them being like a one or two hit wonders. But okay. I'm looking at their greatest hits album. They got Eye of the Tiger, High on You, I Can't Hold Back, Burning Heart. The search is over. It's like five decent songs they got there. Were they all off the same album? You think? No, that was all. Uh, well, I just read that off of the Greatest Hits album. Yeah, they're not bad, but I'm sure this is their most popular song. Oh, definitely, I Tiger. I the Tiger. I the Tiger. Was Burning Heart the Rocky song? Or was that the Vintage Quest? It, it that was in Rocky mm-hmm. Four. Okay, no, not so the maybe no, I can't no, no, hold... Rocky Five. Rocky Five. I oh, know. Fuck. Oops. Maybe... <laughs> it was one of them. Maybe I can't hold back was one of the Vision Quest. Yeah, it, it could be. I do remember you mentioning that in that show. That was uh, 80s soundtracks, I think it was. Yeah, uh, so, um, I, Tiger, yeah, I'll put it on there. See, now this is what's bothering about our soundtrack. I mean, our play, our, our mixtape already. It's it's got, It's going to be all over the place with genres. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, can't can't it be? I mean, if this is just an '80s playlist, it could be anything. It can be, but you know, I don't know what mood to feel. 
My mood's shifting every three and a half minutes. The mood is, does it bring you back to the <laughs> 80s? Does it make you want to go back and wear your... <laughs> I don't remember what we wore in the 80s. Dude, dude every time I walk down the stairs, my knees crackle. I want to go back to the 80s. <laughs> uh, every time my knees crackle and pop, I want to go terrible. back to the 80s. <laughs> okay, so you're, you're saying maybe or maybe not. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm a maybe on I the Tiger right okay, now. Okay, fair enough. All right, next on our list, Jonathan, we have Sidalicious uh, One, Brian Adams. This time, remember that one? Yeah, it's a good song. It's a good song. I would, I, but it's. It, I don't think it's his best, right? No, it's like the Rick Astley syndrome. It's not the song I would choose right. for Brian Adams. Right. You know which Brian Adams would you choose? Summer of '69. Oh, it has to be somewhere. Has to be somewhere. I'm air, air high five you right now. That oh, was like one of the biggest songs in the '80s. Yeah, that was pretty big. That was pretty yeah. big. That was, yeah, it was, it was huge. But you have to keep in mind when when people are, are writing these things down or, or mentioning these these songs, there could have been a connection for them. You know, maybe right. this is when this guy uh, lost his virginity. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, but Mr. Delicious can discuss that separately. <laughs> Please, please chime in. I'm just teasing. I'm just saying that you know some people have their own connections to songs. Because I did, I did go back and ask why did they pick that particular song, and some actually chimed in, and some actually didn't. So this one, not I, so I, much. And I'll be fair. This time is a good song. It is a good song. It is. But it did come out. It did come out in a sea of better Brian Adams songs. You know, he's been off the charts for a while. If, if this came out like five years ago, it was like a nice modest hit. I'm like, okay, I can dig it. Oh, he came back with a vengeance in the 90s, didn't he? Oh, with the uh, Robin Hood soundtrack? Uh, That, and he came out with another album during that time period. It was like almost every freaking song was a freaking hit. I have to look that one up. There was So Far So Good, which was like a great hit, but I think um, that Robin Hood soundtrack was really good. It was good, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Brian Adams was huge. Canadian, eh? Yeah, he was very, very big. Very big. Um, you know, he did a song with um, the last song of his I liked. He did a he did a duet with uh, Sporty Spice. Oh yeah, really that's like. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that really was that was a cool song. mix. And then he kind of just disappeared. He kind of reminded well, me of he, uh, John Mellencamp. Yeah, but he's huge in Canada. Huge. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, like he still sells well there. You know, there was a rumor that he uh, him and Princess Diana were a thing. Oh yeah, well good oh, for yeah. her. Look Good for at, both of them. Look at Brian Adams tapping the princess. I'm telling you, he's huge in Canada. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's <coughs> awesome. Yeah, Brian Adams was big. I saw him in concert, actually. He puts on a good show. Really good show. Where did you he, see him? He, where? Is that what, uh, Philippines. I was in the Philippines. This was like, oh, okay. gosh, mid-90s. I had a really good seats, And he did one of those things where he pulled someone up from the audience to sing. And the guy was good. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy was good. We're like, holy crap! Like, what are the odds? And that's when I thought, do they plant people in the audience? Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, that, maybe it was a young Arnell Pineda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, but the guy was good. We're like, what? And he does this thing where you know he has a stage up front, and he has like this mini stage, like right in the middle of the of the venue, and that's where I was. And so all of a sudden, they disappeared from the front main stage and they just popped up right in the middle I'm like holy crap Brian Adams is right next to me that was a good concert 
That was a good concert. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. Summer oh, Sister. I think it's called uh, Waking Up the Neighbors. Yeah, that's it. That's a good album. Yeah. That's a good yeah, album. Yeah, and everything I do, I do it for you. Can't stop this thing we started. Don't never be another tonight. Thought I'd died and gone to heaven. All I want is you. Do I have to say the words? Wow. That's a good song. Do I have to say the words? Yes, yes. That's a, that's a, that's a solid album. That, that goes on a romance mixtape. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do I have to say the words? Do I have to tell the truth? Anyway. Yeah, Wake Up the Neighbors. That was a good album. That's a great album. This okay. time is good. I, I look, I like it. I, I like this time. Okay. Is it on the is it on the official Nerd Me playlist though? What say you? You go first. I I I'm I, first I, I, on I, the I no no. I would say Summer of '69. It's got to be. If you I had to pick a Brian Adams song in the '80s, Summer of '69. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can yeah, see the video in my head right now. It's 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 a good video too. Yeah, I know all the lyrics to it. There you go. Hey, if you know all the lyrics to it, <laughs> it's got to be on a, a official right, so mixtape. This time is a good choice, but we would go with Summer '69. Sure. Okay, uh, here's a good one. Instagram account raised in the '80s. This guy's got a, a legit. Yeah. He's got a legit account. He gives us uh, "Just Can't Get Enough" by Depeche Mode. Yeah, you know, I used to call them depressed mood. <laughs> <laughs> now, were you a Depeche Mode kind of person? Uh, what do you mean by that? Like, like did I enjoy you, their music? Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say I was, as you know, I was more of a Cure fan. Yeah, um, the Pesh Mode had some good songs, um, but even they got a little bit too melancholy. Like as a Cure fan, I'm saying the Pesh Mode could get a little bit too melancholy for me. So gotcha. Um, I, I yeah. But this this song is a little bit more upbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm thinking the um, your own personal Jesus. That album. That was a that was a little bit of a little bit of a downer. Yeah. Okay. Well, sometimes you need that album, right? <clears throat> Enjoy the Silence is a great song, though. Mm, don't know that one. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, you know it. Um, yeah, so I'm listening to it now. A lot of, what is that, keyboard synthesizer? Is that what it was? Yeah, a staple for beginning. the 80s. Uh-huh. Yeah, especially the Brit bands that were coming over. Yeah. Like absolutely. Erasure and, and, and that. Yeah. Flock of Seagulls. Flock of Seagulls, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Raisin 80s also gave us another song Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads Once in a Lifetime Yeah, that's a good I one. dig that song and I dig that video yeah. I think that was one of my 80s video picks also oh, definitely. Yeah, I would, I would give it a big thumbs up for talking for Once in a Lifetime on our soundtrack Absolutely, yeah On our official mixtape But um, I don't know, where are you on Well, I don't know I can't give the thumbs up for it Just can't get enough so you're in for yeah I yeah I well I'm not a Depeche Mode person so yeah that would be negative for me but for Talking Heads once in a lifetime that's an absolutely that's yeah an absolutely. if I had to choose a Depeche Mode it would be Injured Silence there you go all right now did you like uh, Once in a Lifetime I I you know what that's a that's a song that grew on me as I got older I think I was too musically immature when it was out to really understand the talking heads okay and what they were going for and what they were doing yeah so i didn't appreciate it i mean it's, it's very it's one of their more poppy songs yes so i always like kind of liked it um 
because they had a lot more esoteric songs. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, like, what are they trying to do here? Um, but yeah, I like this. It's a good song. It, and it's very, uh, it's very enjoyable. It's, it's one of those songs that's ahead of its time, and time finally caught up to it, you know? Oh, that's a great way of looking at it. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Very good. All right. Gina Mobox, she writes, In Excess. And I, she just I, threw out the whole band. She just... <laughs> they, in Excess. Yeah. It, I would say In Excess was probably bigger in late yeah late 80s right pretty big mid to late 80s yeah mid to yeah. late 80s yeah they were pretty popular it was almost like they couldn't have a bad song uh sure i was not a huge nxs fan uh <laughs> she didn't pick a song so what would you what would you pick oh gosh all right i know so, right off the top of my head which one i want okay i would say that the big one would probably be never tear us apart yeah that's the one i would want on the next day yeah, but God, if, if okay, if I had to pick a song, I may say "Need You Tonight," maybe, only Ugh. because no, I don't like the song. I'm only saying because my band did that song. Like my, I was oh, a, okay. Yeah, I was a bass player in one of these crappy bands, and we did that song, and I I wasn't, crazy. but Never Tear Us Apart. I would say that's probably the, one of the bigger tunes. I, yeah, Never Tear Us Apart, and it's a great song. Oh, um, I cannot take but, it back. New Sensation, boom. That's my favorite. One. Nope, I'm out. I'm what? Out of this I love that song. I can't get behind you. Sensation. Can't do it. <laughs> Devil inside. I hated. Yeah, I didn't like that. Need one. you tonight. Ugh. Mediate was all right. What you need, I could tolerate. Don't, Disappear don't, don't. was good. And the uh, Suicide Blonde's actually a decent song. Didn't they have a song in um the Lost Boys? The Lost Boys? Um, didn't they have one on the soundtrack? Uh, oh, doesn't ring a bell. But I, I can see it happening. Yeah. Did I ever tell you a story about the time I uh, I made a Christmas? I was like 12 or 13. And I put a bunch of different REM CDs on it that I wanted. Okay. And I got three of the same In Excess CDs. Oh. <laughs> Just like your three Han Solos? Yeah. Like, cause, awesome. But I got them from different people, though. Because I put like REM. There was no In Excess on the list at all. Oh. It was like REM. <laughs> Like, REM document, REM Dead Letter Office, REM Fables of the Reconstruction, right? Uh-huh. And they, I don't know, they just said, what's that, what did Jonathan want? I don't know, something with letters. In excess? Sure. <laughs> wow. <coughs> but I returned them all in exchange. I think I kept one. I don't know why. Wow. Didn't this, uh, the lead singer of In Excess commit suicide? Isn't that what he did? I think, well, the, the jury's out on that. They were saying it was autoerotic asphyxiation, meaning he wasn't trying to kill himself. He was just trying to oopsies yeah yeah he's trying to you know get off while choking himself and right. um he just uh went too far with it yeah okay all right uh he was a good singer yeah for sure but okay. never tear us apart i would say and you want new sensation huh man new sensation new sensation yeah baby man. Like yeah baby. never tear us apart I, w- I would say that's probably the most popular song what you need's not bad either. All right, all right never tear support. That'll okay, be your right. excess song. All right, all right. Would you put it on the list? Yeah. Okay. I all right. So it. let's do a quick review. So we have, uh, we have together forever by Rick Astley, right? Yeah. Uh, we said Eye of the Tiger. Yes. Yes. Uh, Summer '69. Yes. And you said meh to any depression mode. I said enjoy the silence. So technically, since we didn't agree, there's no Depeche Mode on it. Okay. Uh, once a lifetime we're keeping, and our in excess would be never tear us apart. 
Okay, very good. Wow. Okay. Nice. Okay, so far. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next we got from Henry Jones Jr., Michael Jackson's Beat It. Beat It. I'm out. You're out. <laughs> no for you, huh? Nope. Beat It. Beat It is so cliched. I beat it. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. Beat It is, it was very popular. I wouldn't call it as, I don't know. I don't think of, I don't know. If I had to pick one, I would yeah, I, pick that one. It's it's too, it's too 80s. It's too grounded in the 80s. I don't think it aged well. You're right. Yeah, I think Thriller aged much better. I don't think Bad aged well either. No, that, um, yeah, that's that doesn't make any sense anymore. I think Billie Jean aged okay. Mm-hmm. Thriller aged okay. His, his early stuff, his stuff from Off the Wall is fantastic. PYT. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. That's what I want. PYT. Let's, put, let's make that... Let's put PYT on there right now. Okay. Oh, I, I agree with you. I want to let it be. Oh, or you want to be starting something. That's a great song, too. That is a song. Yeah, I like that. And I'm a mix of minds with you know, Michael Jackson now. I saw the documentary. Uh, he does not come off looking good on that thing. <laughs> okay. No, he really doesn't. Yeah. Next, we got <laughs> Collecting by Trav. Great song. Oh, Sherry. Steve Perry. That's a great song. Holy yeah. crap. Talk about the, the love anthem of the 80s. Yeah. That's so freaking That's powerful. definitely one I could saw in the romantic. Uh, Holy mixtape. crap. What is I that swear. song even about? He, he misses Sherry? her? <laughs> I guess. I, I, I pictured a video too. He's like standing. He's like sitting on the sitting, uh, yeah. the stairs and he's, he's got his arms up. Oh, Sherry. And uh, I swear you thought after he left Journey and this song came out, you're like, oh, this guy's going to be huge. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he never rebounded from that. No, no. And I never under, even understood why they didn't bring him back. Did he have, like, vocal problems maybe? Because – Yeah, I, I think he had vocal problems. Arnell Pignetta, the, the, their new backup singer, eh, he's, like, almost like no, a clone. Like, I mean, the lead singer. He's, like, a clone of yeah. – what, 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 what happened to him? I, well, I think he left. Well, Steve Perry left to be a solo artist, and then he came back for a while, and then I think he left again because of uh, possible voice uh, issues. Now, did you see um, they uh, got into the Rock and Roll, Roll Hall of Fame, I think, in 2018, mm-hmm. and uh, he spoke. Steve Perry spoke, and he was so nice and gracious to Arnell. Wow. Because, and it was also because, you know, if you're watching the Hall of Fame ceremony, they – the people that get inducted usually play their biggest hits, right? So Journey wound up playing, and Arnell had to sing. Wow! Now Arnell didn't get Arnell didn't get into the Hall of Fame, right? Because it's like twenty five years after the release of the first album you were on, and yeah. he, you know he just got on ten years ago. But um, but he was there performing for Journey with Journey, the rest of the band, and uh, it was real good. If if you can find it online, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Journey induction. I met um, Arnell. Did you really? He was on my plane. <laughs> Really? He must was be... he Arnell? Was he Arnell? What do you mean? Was he Arnell? Was he big yet? Uh, yeah, he was. He was the known Journey singer, right? And he must be five one, with heels. Oh, he's tiny. Oh, he's tiny. Yeah. I almost put it in my pocket. I said, "Let's go, Arnell." Kidnapped <laughs> <laughs> Arnell. Did you ever hear? Did you ever see his videos? Because he was in the cover band. That's how they discovered him. They discovered him online on, on YouTube. Yeah. Did you ever see any of him? No. Because he does Axel. He does Axel Rolls. He does Guns N' Roses. Wow. He sounds just like the, he sounds like a lot of these guys. Yeah, like that's crazy. Uh, 
And the thing is, it's funny because you hear him saying he sounds like Steve Perry. He sounds like um, Axel Rose. But then when he talks in interviews, he's got the thickest Filipino <laughs> accent. Like it's like so bizarre. It's like my uncle's talking to me. You know, it's weird. Like it's funny you say that. Isn't it weird where you can have people from all over the world with different accents, but when they sing, they sound American? Yeah. I wonder if it's Especially because... Especially the English, I guess. Yeah. They, it, I don't know what music does to their accent. just kind of disappears. But, huh. Anyway, yeah, Steve Perry. Oh, Sherry. Holy crap. Great song. Yeah, it's that... I mean, I feel like that whole... That, that to me, is 80s music. You know, yeah, like that reminds me of Night Ranger, uh, which, you know, reminds me of Cinderella, which reminds me of Bon Jovi. You know, what I mean, it's like a domino effect. Like, but oh, Sherry obviously reminds you of early journey. And and uh, I, I don't know. I think of oh, Sherry, I think of a sister Christian. I don't know where the connection is. Maybe their videos play back to back a lot. I don't know. Mm. Um, but it's it's totally oh, Sherry is, is such an encapsulation of, of what we lived through Absolutely. in the 80s, I think. Um yeah, great song. Yeah. Okay. So that's, we, that's definitely on our list. That, that is on the list. Theme. Yeah, that's actually, we should headline with that song. That's number one. <laughs> okay, Party Boss, New Jersey. He writes, The Touch by Stan Bush. And, and I asked him why. R- really, really deep answer here. He says, he saw a Transformers movie for the first time. He says, I grew up a lot that day. All right, so just for people that don't know, the touch is the is the main theme song from the Transformers animated movie that came out back in like nineteen eighty six or eighty seven. Eighty six, and it's you got the touch, you got the power. Um, yeah, and I think when he's talking about growing up a lot today, I he might be talking about all the deaths. Yeah, I think so. They pretty much killed the first generation of of Autobot Transformers, and the opening scene. It, it's like a it's, it's like a carnage. It's 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 insane. The opening scene. Um, and then Optimus Prime eventually dies. And I remember seeing it as a kid. I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah. Like, like what the? F- I mean, this movie. <laughs> yeah, this movie got such a negative backlash that they they didn't release the G.I. Joe movie in theaters. And they changed the ending because Duke was supposed to die in that. And then they just throw in a line where someone goes, he's, oh, no, he's fallen into a coma. You know, so <laughs> um, it's, it's, yeah, I can see what he says. He grew up a lot that day. That's. There, you know, you have those moments when you're growing up when you realize, you know, you know, you're not mortal, you're not immortal, your parents aren't immortal, and then, I, I mean, dude, we we watched Transformers five days a week after school, and then they just you know, killed Optimus Prime. Man. I agree with you. I, I would when I when I when he wrote that, and I was thinking to myself, like, what did he mean? And I was thinking, like, you know, during that time, '80s Saturday morning cartoons, such a big thing for us as kids. That's the first time right. where a lead character that that was really near and dear to us died, and it was like kind of shocking. Like what? Like it didn't make any sense as to, like, that's like saying Spider Man's dead, and then he's dead. Right? And you're like what? <laughs> and so I, I think that was pretty powerful. And and I, yeah, I remember watching the movie, like walking out a little bit confused. Like I, it was something that I was excited about and wanted to like, and I left really not happy. Oh, I hated the Transformers. I walked out. I was like, "What the?" And then the Sharpticons and the guy with the four faces. I was like, yeah. "What's going on here?" Yeah, it's like an acid trip. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was definitely nothing yeah. that we were used to watching on TV. This was a whole different universe that I didn't understand. 
Yeah, it was it was wrong. I don't know why they did it. It's still, it's um, anyway, if you ever saw, but the best part is you ever saw if you ever saw Boogie Nights, where Mark Wahlberg plays a porn oh, porn yes, actor, right? Yes, and he tries he tries to have a music career and, yes, and uh, sings exactly. awfully. Yeah, and he sings you have to touch. It's, it's such a great scene, and in full circle, he winds up starring in the last two Transformer movies. That's um, right. Yeah, it's such a great the scene in Boogie Nights, but. But the funny thing is, this song and Real American, the Hulk Hogan theme. Yeah, I used to think were like the greatest rock. There was like a like a three week period in my life where I thought those were the greatest rock songs ever. <laughs> you know, with the guitar riffing and all that stuff, it was yeah. awesome. I'm in a real. Oh, so let me ask you: Does the touch make the list? You of course, of course. <laughs> I wish GI Joe had a, had a song like compatible to it. You know what I mean? Oh, are you like kidding the me? The one. intro of GI Joe was bomb. Oh, that is well, Oh, all right. If we're doing breaking down the scenes, we're doing the intro to the GI Joe movie, <laughs> the Statue of Liberty fight. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. That movie could have ended there, and I would have been happy. I paid five. That bucks intro for it. gives like, me the goosebumps oh, still. Yeah. So good. I'm gonna have to watch it again. <laughs> okay, next we have here. Yeah, we're, we got to keep moving around. Not even halfway. Lizette MV and Deirdre Cook 19 both say Living on the Prayer Bon Jovi. That's big. That was a big story. First of all, what? Living on the Prayer gets its own mixtape. It gets 45 minutes on each side. Wow. <laughs> I need a 90 minute loop of Living on the Prayer. <laughs> it's the ultimate bar <clears throat> song. Dude, it's it's one of my go to, and I, I can't, you know my voice. I mean, you know, listen to my voice. I can't hit those high notes, but it's one of my go to karaoke songs. You got balls. <laughs> well, dude, everybody, you know, is everybody sings along with you, so you, you get drowned out. Every everybody loves it. It gets the bar going. You know, the bartenders hate it because they hear it thirty times a night, every night. Right. But you know, living on the prayer, don't stop believing. You know, these are the songs that, that get uh that get get sung over and over again in karaoke. Oh, don't stop believing. That's a great song. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, living on prayer is definitely on it. I mean, we've talked that nauseam about living on a prayer. I think we talked about it in videos. We talked about, you know, our, our, our podcast about uh, music videos. We talked about it, our favorite songs from the eighties. Living on a prayer is probably the quintessential eighties song. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I agree with you. Yep. And Bon Jovi was huge too. He was loved by many. It's it's amazing oh, that the, yeah there's he's still rocking on too which is amazing yeah yeah good for him I've seen him yeah that's like twice in 2013 or something like that <sighs> all right next up we have Saturday morning cartoons by the way amazing Instagram account he he pulls off stuff that like really blows my mind like the other day he posted the intro to Tarzan the cartoon you ever see that cartoon this is like late 70s. I think so, yeah. Oh, that that was my childhood right there. I was like, dude, where do you come up with this stuff? Anyway, his pick, West End Girls, Pet Shop Boy. West End <coughs> Pet Shop Boys, yeah. Yeah. West End Girls, and Tell Boys, and he's a boy, West End Girls. West End Girls, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the lyrics. Hey, that Yo, was a Pet Shop song. Boy. Yeah, they're, they're a group that had like a lot of songs... That were pretty well known that I didn't realize. Oh, really? Yeah, they had Always On My Mind. You're always on my mind. And then they had, um, what have I, what have I, what have I done oh, to deserve? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that song. Since you've been away, I've been looking around. Yeah. I think that, I like that Pet one better. Shops. 
Which one? Oh, uh, that one. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so are we are we keeping West End? It, it's boys it's on? not my cup of tea. More I don't think. Mine. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I go out of my way to watch uh, to listen to Pep Shop Boys. But good song. I remember when it was on. It was catchy. It was popular. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good song. But if I'm yeah. gonna put like an '80s, I mean an '80s English group on there, it wouldn't be the, it wouldn't be these guys. Right. I like the, I I think I like the Racer more than them. Yeah. Okay. We got um, uh, Bayou City Geeks, the ultimate take on me. Aha. Now, if this is like the ultimate '80s music video, this has got to be it. I'd love I'd love for someone to put out a poll, like a huge nationwide poll of. Best '80s song, "Living on a Prayer" or "Take on Me." Oh, yeah, be a hard choice. I would gather. Oh, shoot, that's a tough one. I'm I'm only thinking of the masses because Bon Jovi. You know, what if you're not into his kind of music? But "Take on Me" being that pop, maybe it's you know, I don't know. Oh, that's a tough one. Hey, yeah. we got to put this to the polls. All right. To the Instagram polls. <laughs> Take on me versus living on the prayer. Wow. Talk about rock versus what, yeah. Mr. T. I know, right? You got to say the quintessential 80s song. Okay. Now, I would have to say, and you know, I, I have a great love for Mr. John Bon Jovi and band. Yeah. But because it was a one-hit wonder, I think you'd have to go with Take on Me. Oh, but yeah, well, well, yeah, Aha's got that. He's got the one-hit wonder thing. He's got one of the top 80s videos. Very unique video. I, I may have to lean on that one, too. I may have to say take on me as well. But living on a prayer is a lot more fun than singing in the bar. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you remember how big the final countdown was? Oh, yeah, that's huge. By Europe? Europe. That was huge. Yeah. Now, um, for anyone younger than us, you'll know the final countdown is a song that uh, uh, God, what's he call himself? Gob, Gob, Job sings on uh, Arrested Development. It's his music when he does his 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 magic act on Arrested Development. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. The final countdown. Yeah, that was huge. That was huge. And yeah. they had a, quite a few good songs in Europe. They had Carrie. Oh, Carrie. Remember White Lion? Yes. Oh God, remember White Lion? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love White Lion. And Europe had... I think Europe had When the Children Cry, right? Or was that... Yeah. No, that was White Lion. Yeah, that was White Lion. White Lion. Wait, wait. God, I used to love that song. <laughs> I used to love that album. I used to love that White Lion album. Yeah, that's a good album. It's a really good... Kip Winger. How about that one? You remember Kip Winger? I was... Uh, I was <laughs> Winger, they did uh, 17, right? Yeah. She's only 17. Yeah. That always creeped me out because he was you know, like 20-something years old. I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, All right. Oh. We got... Uh, yeah, so we're putting... Um, we're definitely putting uh, Take On Me on there, right? Oh, absolutely. Take On Me, yes. Yes. Um, now we are headed to... Luminescence 11. Eurythmics, Sweet Dreams. Sweet Dreams are made of these. Sweet Dreams never did it for me. I, I, it's a good song, 
objectively, I can look at it, listen to it, and say, yes, that's a good song. This doesn't hit my spots. I it's Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I like Annie Lennox. I'm yeah, not, I love Annie Lennox. Yeah. Uh, but that song, eh, it's there. It's I, like, I like that I lied to you more. Did I lie to you? Yeah, that's a good song, yeah. Did I lie to you? Yeah. Yeah, Sweet Dreams Ever Did. It was too um, ethereal or whatever for me at the age it came out, at the age I was when it came out. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. That song was a little bit too big for my head. Yeah, and I think I, I might just have this thing against a synthesizer. Synth- probably because I can't say the word. Synthesizer. Mistbusters? Synthesizers. I probably have a general dislike of, of that in music. Oh, okay. Maybe. Um, Fair enough. So, are we putting Eurythmics on there? Well, I do, or we just leave Eurythmics off it? <sighs> it wouldn't be on my list, let's put it that way. Not my Eurythmics list. at all? Nah, nah. I don't know. Like I said, if I if I had to pick, I think I'd pick... I, I like when Annie Lennox did her solo stuff. Put a little love yeah. in your heart. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Wow. Sorry. I, yeah, I wouldn't put it on That's my fine. list. That's fine. Yeah. All right, so hey, I'm okay with leaving it off for rhythmics. Okay. We're going to look like music. Not music snobs, like music ignorance. That's what we're going to look like. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this song yeah. is probably bigger than than my head could really understand. That's all. I get it now. Yeah, yeah, but back in, you know, you got to form the love for it back in the day. Yeah, yeah. She has an amazing right? voice, too. She really does. Yeah. Okay, we have here SF Ramblings. He picks... Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bengals. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, Bob put it on there. I love that song. I love that video. That You know that part in the video where Susanna Hoffs is singing and they're like pausing and she just kind of gives a sideways glance? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was too young to understand what was happening, but it was happening in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, Johnny's voice dropped that day. I was like... Oh, like an Egypt. <laughs> when she gives that glance, dude, even now. Oh, stop it, Susanna Halls. Oh, so good. It. So good. Uh, I, so I, I lean more towards Eternal Flame. That's a good song. And Manic Monday. I think I like Manic Monday more than like Walk Like the Egyptian. I don't I'm like the say dance. Song. What's that? I didn't like the dance. The walk like a joke. Who cares? Just like Susanna Hoff starting the video. That's all you got. Look at. All right. So, what, what do you think the Bengals' best song is? Oh, well, Eternal Flame is their best song. And, well, they do a great cover of Hazy Shade of Winter. Oh, they do. Uh, yes. But the song I really, really like from them is uh, I just I just think it's got a great uh, like a like a like a movement like speed to it. Like it makes you want to move, and it's uh, in your room. Oh, I love, I love that song. You remember that song, right? In your room. I would say this is my favorite Bengals song. In your room is going on a mix yeah, All right. In your room. Absolutely. I mean, I like I like Walk Like a Egyptian. Don't get me wrong. But that's also kind of stuck in the 80s, that song. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, Susanna Hall. Oh, my gosh. She's still Are you kidding good. me? She still looks good today. She does. She was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. She introduced one of the bands recently. Oh, my gosh. She looks good. She's – look. She's giving a look in this video, too. <laughs> that look. I can't even with this woman. She's like 60 <laughs> years old, too. I'm like, all right, whatever. Oh, come on. Is she? No. 
She can't be. She, wait, yeah, she can't be 14 years older than us, is she? All right, let's go to the Google. How old is Susanna Hoffs? I don't want to know. Why? Dude! I, she can live in my fantasies. Yeah. Come on. Stop it. For the story, my friend. For the story. <laughs> All right. All right. In your room with the Bengals. For sure. She's 60. Wow, she's 14 years older than us. Wow. Well, me. Good for her. Dude, but she still looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Have you seen her recently? Absolutely. Yeah, she's on Instagram. She's, yeah. Okay, John, the next one we have here is Dr. JPT. He writes, I love rock and roll, Joan Jett. Thoughts? Uh, I don't love rock and roll songs. <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't know. I Something about it I just never liked. Yeah, I agree with you, too. There's something like about too that too simple song. or something, right? Uh, is that what it is? Maybe. I don't know. Joan Jett never did it for me. I no, guess. there's one. There's one Joan Jett song I love, and it's not. I mean, Springsteen wrote it. That's not why I like it. I liked it before I knew he wrote it. Uh-huh. Um, she does it with. She was in a movie with um, Michael J. Fox. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's called Light of Day. Yeah. And that it's a great song, and she does it. She does it great. And I liked the song before I knew it was a, it was a Springsteen song. Um, I like, like that song, Crimson and Clover. You ever hear that one? No, well, that's by. Um, is that by her? Oh, it's not. I don't know. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was. Joan Jen, yeah. Joan Jen and the Black Hearts. This song I dig. I like this one better. If I had to pick. Was a good song. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if they're the originals. Though. So I think it's a remake of, a, of an older song. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, if we're going to put Joan Jen on there, I want it to be Light of Day. Light of Day. I have to look up that one. Um... Is that the name of the song, Light of the Day? Yeah, Light of the Day, Joan Jet. Huh. Okay, I believe you. Just can't find it on... Uh... What are you looking on, Spotify? Yeah. No, I'm looking on YouTube. Yeah? Okay. Well, whatever. All right, so no to Joan Jet. I say no. You say no? I Yes. All right. All right. We have So Keith 37, Power of Love, Huey Lewis. I think it's S.O. Keith, but okay. Um, S.O. Oh, yeah. Did I say that? Sorry. S.O. S.O. Yeah. He's so Keefe. He's so Keefe. Um, <laughs> Power Love by Huey Louie. Uh, yeah. Huey Louie. I like it. Eh, it's a good song. Yeah. Uh, guys, guys, just stop. You're, you're just way too loud. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was Huey's biggest hit also. Was it? Yeah. Was it bigger, bigger than I Want a New Drug? Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think this is I'll their. This you. is their. I think this is their first and maybe only number one. Wow, I could I'll be tell wrong. You what you, you lose song I really like is if this is it. I love that song. <laughs> That's a great song. That's a good song. Please he's, let he's, me know. He's a guy that overnight, like he turned into a joke. A joke? Like, yeah, like people don't respect him like they used to. No kidding. <clears throat> like I don't know what happened to him. He was. He was really big in the eighties. Yeah, he was. Wow, and I never thought of him as a joke. No, I don't think it was a joke, but I don't think he's looked at. I don't know that his music survived the test of time. Yeah, well, I can see that. For what it was, it was good for its time, but 
Yeah. I like this duet. Was a great song. Yeah, it was. It was. You ever hear that duet with Gwyneth Paltrow? Uh, no. What song did he say? Cruise. Isn't it what it's called? Cruise? Baby, let's cruise. You know it. I don't. It. Know. Oh. I don't. Baby, let's cruise. <laughs> actually, I think that was the name of the movie, actually, too. No, I think it was duets, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was duets, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I did not like I Want a New Drug. Yeah, it wasn't for me either. Yeah. The Heart of Rock Roll is a good song. If this is it, yeah. I would go Power of Love, This Is It, and then Back in Time, my top three favorite songs of his. Yeah, I agree. All right, so if you had to pick one. Hmm. No, Power of Love. I'd keep Power of Love on that. Okay. Well, Stuck With Stuck With You is a good song, too. Yeah. He had a lot of good hits. They're very catchy. They're very happy songs for me. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. Hip to be square. Hip to be square. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I would, I would stick Power Love. I would stick with that. Power Love. Okay. And finally, Jonathan, we have Irene. and She gave me a plethora of... I'm just going to pick one. We're going to go with... I don't know. You, you see the list. Any, uh, any one of those you want to do? All right. Those, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the four, and then you tell me which yeah. is the best one. Beat It, Michael Jackson... DeBarge, no, Who's Holding Donna? That's a good song. That's a great song. <laughs> Joe Satriani, Surfing with the Alien, and Olivia Newton John, Xanadu. Dude, I, I'm going to lean towards Who's Holding Donna. Yeah, I don't. You don't put Surf with the Alien because we're not doing instrumentals. You're right. Um, it's a great song, Joe Satriani. <sighs> Xanadu is way too early 80s. <laughs> like, way too. And Who's Holding Donna now? That's, a, that's like. That's a mixtape you make for yourself when you broke up with a girl. Yeah, the, the song yeah. will make you cry a little bit. <laughs> that's, the, that's 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 when you turn the lights out and you sit the tape on and, and you wonder who's holding Donna now. Oh, it hurts! <laughs> it hurts! It like hurts! Donna! <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, of those four, I think that's a that's a cool, unique one. Oh my god, I'm looking at sad just singing it. See, it's so sad. Who's holding Donna now? Because it ain't you, fool. It's not me. <laughs> it's not him, that's for sure. Yeah, Ooh, that's rough. The barge. Uh, that's what, you know, we got to do a show on um, uh, romantic mixtape. You know, if we're, we're 15 and we want to give our girlfriend a mixtape. Right. And uh, breakup tape. Oh god, that hurts. Someone just broke up with us. Yeah. That hurts. Oof. <laughs> That's just gonna be like it's just gonna be like four four cassettes of the cure <laughs> <laughs> for me. And who's holding Donna now? <laughs> yes, hold on. But that's a good song. I would say their biggest hit, maybe "Rhythm of the Night." I, I want to oh, say, I, yeah. First of all, I love "Rhythm of the Night." There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's a great song. Let's put. The, can we put that on this one too? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah. Why not? He'll be the first guy we're gonna have the rhythm of the night. Yeah. Figure out the words on your mind. Um. And then he did um, Short Circuit with yeah. Johnny Fi- 95 Alive. Who's yeah. Johnny? Who's Johnny? That's an 80s song. Yeah. That's a, that's a straight 80s Totally, song. totally. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, quickly review our the official Nerd Me mixtape. Okay, starting with number one, we have Together Forever. Hey, can you sing it when I, when I, when I read it off? Sure. Okay, thank you. Together Forever. Together forever and never to part. We got I the, I the Tiger. Rising up back Ooh. on the street. 
Took my time, took my chances. We got Summer of 69. I got my first real six string over at the five and down. That's a great song. Uh, Once in a Lifetime. Once in a Lifetime. And you have to sing it just like that, too. <laughs> uh, never Tear Us Apart. And we will never tear us apart. Okay, we got <laughs> We got uh PY- PYT. We put that on the list? Uh yeah, cuz we took beat it off. PYT. Ah, oh, oh, that's a great song. PYT pretty young thing. I'll take you back. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I'm, I'm getting entertained here. Oh, Sherry. Oh, Sherry. Oh, Sherry. Oh, I don't know the lyrics. All right. That's okay. And we got The Touch. You got the touch. You got the power. There you go. Optimus. Okay. Your, your karaoke song, Living on a Prayer. Whoa, halfway there. Oh, leave on a prayer. <laughs> take on me. Sounds. <laughs> what did you say? Take on me? Yeah. Take on me. You have to start me. low first. Take, take on me. On. Take me on. Take on me. Uh, <laughs> then we're into In Your Room. Let me say that right now. What? Lee on the East Coast. <laughs> uh, in Your Room. I'm living in your room at night when you're the only one that is true to me. That's a good, that's such a, that's such a good song. I like that one. Um, now we're uh, Power of Love. And that's the power of love. Power Okay, and who's holding Donna? And I wonder who's holding Donna now. Boy, that's a sad song. I know, right? Yeah, it is. Whew, hey, good job, people. How many songs do we have? No, well, it's quite a few. One, two, it's like three, inside four, five, of five, six, eight. Eight, nine, ten. 11, 12. All right, so it's like a side and a half. Maybe. Yeah, we got a side A. Side A, side right. B. Yeah, good job. We have to make a side B and uh, continue this nonsense. And I apologize for I hope, remember, you asked me the thing. Yeah. People might have their podcast when I started saying it on the <laughs> podcast. So if we lose listeners, it's your fault. No, we gained listeners. Come on now. <sighs> All right, Jonathan, we have a new follower on Instagram. We have Johnny Claus or Santa Claus. Is it John? What? Johnny Claus. Johnny Claus is his Instagram name, which is really Santa Claus. This C-L-A-U. Santa Claus, yeah, this Santa, Santa Claus was a Santa Claus over in uh, Rockefeller Center. Did you know wow. that? Wow. Yeah. Big time. Can yeah. he get his tickets or something? That would be cool. It looks like him, too. Nice. Well, welcome, John. Is it what's his name? Santa Claus or Johnny Claus? Well, his Instagram name is Johnny Claus, and he calls himself Santa Claus. Well, welcome, Johnny Claus, and uh, 
If you are new to uh, Nerd and Me, you should go back and listen to our Christmas episodes. I, I enjoy them. I think they're very good. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, Alan was my Santa because he, he sent me the uh, Snoopy snow cone machine. Uh, yes, sir. But if you, you know, Mr. Johnny Claus, if you hear anything, if you heard us talk about anything we never got and you want to help us out with that, there you do, do your duty, Mr. Claus. Mm-hmm. Hey, John, and where can they find us? Uh, they can find us at Facebook, Nerd and Me Podcasts, YouTube, Nerd and Me Podcasts, Instagram, Nerd and Me. Yes. Okay. Um, also, Dr. Indiana Jones, uh, which is your other Instagram account where you're doing uh, action figure remake, uh, scene by scene remake of currently you're starting the Last Crusade, right? It is dropping today. Today, nice. July 1st, Indiana Jones' birthday. Today. Awesome sauce. And um, yeah, you already did Raiders and you already did uh, Temple of Doom. You can find both of those completed movies up on our YouTube channel, which again is Nerdy Me Podcast. So you also see unboxings done by me, um, action figure reviews of Indiana Jones toys by Alan, and uh, some other assorted things up there. Uh, I also have an Instagram account, Mom's Basement Collectibles, uh, where I'm posting uh, just stuff from, you know, I've been a collector of various things, comic books toys, statues since 1984. Uh, most of the stuff is stored in my mother's basement. And uh, I've been slowly going down there, taking boxes and bringing them to my house. And uh, I'm taking pictures and putting putting stuff up every day. And uh, it's been comic book heavy, but I think after this week or maybe in two more weeks, I'm going to maybe put up some more toys or statues or something. You got to gotta put up that picture of the one you sent me of your water. Your, the one was just like totally water damaged. That made me cry, man. I threw that box out. I oh. had to because it was all moldy, dude. I was like, I was worried, like the bad mold was on that or yeah. something. Oh, that made me sad, man. Well, no, but the best part was, thank God I had the foresight. Every comic in there was bagged and boarded. Nice. So the comics are fine, but the box was horrendous. Well, there's your PSA, kids. Bag and board your books. Bag and board your book. Yeah, but I mean, I have a lot of boxes and. There was a lot of water damage, so I don't know if I, I'm, I'm anticipating. I'm anticipating running into some damaged books, and um, I just hope they're worthless books. Breaks my heart, man. Yeah, with my luck, it'll be like X Men first issue with Gambit or something like that. You know, <laughs> but I have found some gems. I, I've been telling you, should I tell the people? Yeah, give us something. Yeah, to, I found to some look gem. after. And, uh, I found Amazing Spider-Man 252, which is the first issue with the black costume, the debut of the black costume. I found uh, Amazing Spider-Man 64, which I thought was in bad shape, but upon further reflection, it's in really good shape, actually. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 300, which is the debut of Venom. Amazing Spider-Man 361, I believe, which is the debut of Carnage. So those are the those ones I pulled, pulled out, and I might be getting those graded and, you know, you know, you ever see a graded book in the special protective thing? Yeah, yeah, I might be doing that um, just to get a number on them. I don't know that I'd ever sell. I, I have no problem selling my X Men books once I go through those, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I, like my my wish as a child was to, if I was ever rich, to have every every issue of Amazing Spider Man. Wow, so I don't think I'll sell my Amazing Spider Man stuff. But yeah, okay. I'm finding some good stuff. Some great covers, some great cover art too, which you'll be seeing on the Instagram. So this week is a special week because this is Amazing Spider Man. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Spider-Man Far From Home's coming out, so every cover this week will be Spider-Man related. Awesome. Yeah, we've got yeah. a big movie coming up. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, no, just uh, thanks to everyone that's been following me on Mom's Basement Collectibles. If you haven't been, please do. Also, 
Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, please uh, rate and review. The more reviews you get, more ratings we get, the more prof- higher profile we'll get on iTunes, which will lead, hopefully, to more listeners. There you go. Till next time. <laughs> Martha! <laughs> Peace. Peace.